Welcome, everybody. You have now checked your ears into what we're calling Star Chaser Central. It is a Charles Hamilton music podcast uh, that we are going to go back, listen to old Charles Hamilton music and talk all things Charles Hamilton. Uh, my name is Brandon Stick Braxton. My name is Mike Jackson, also known as Mike D. Jackson, whichever one you prefer. So, And yeah, man, we, we decided to come together, put our, our two... Uh, very limited but very specific set of skills to the set <laughs> to talk about uh i would say one of our biggest idols sir i agree uh mr charles hamilton himself uh you see i got the pink on gotta rep the uh pink you know so gotta do it for him uh so i guess to start off with this pod man i think we should just kind of intro uh how we decide to do the pod and I guess a little bit about ourselves. So I'll let you go first, man. All right. So um obviously with me and you stick, uh we have been avid listeners of Charles Hamilton for years. Uh I can't speak for you, but I know you're one of the OG Star Chasers. Uh I started I want to say at least 2008. Uh you're gonna realize I'm gonna have a lot of stories about like almost everything. But uh quick story. Uh, I made an Amelie remix when everyone made an Amelie remix. So I was going on YouTube, scrolling to see everyone's remix going down every single person's. Uh, I ran into Charles Hampton. That's how I first heard of him and uh, didn't know who he was. It was a thing of, uh, I think my remix at the time had maybe like 12,000 views. He had 15,000. So I'm like, I never heard of this guy. So let me check him out. That's yeah. the first time I heard of him. And ever since then, I was like, let me, let me keep checking him out. I, I like what he's doing. So. Yeah, so I started. Um, I guess for me, again, it's just one of those things where, like, again, I think similar time, 08, 2007, 2008. Um, I this is the era where, like, you're going through like different websites, different blogs, and you're like, oh, let's see what's on here, what's on here. So you just search the web, the, the sites, and yeah. you just run across one. It says Charles Hamilton signed Hamilton. Like, that's a it's like, and then you look at it, it's like a whole tape of just this dude rapping. I'm like, all right, so you click it, and then I don't know what it is. I feel like this air more than any air, you just start going down a rabbit hole, and you just start. Oh. Let me find out more and more about this guy, and that's just kind of where things started for me. And it just, you just dive in, you know. Yeah, definitely. Uh, for me, the same way because uh, at first. I heard him. I'm like, okay, cool. And then I heard a couple things. I think I found his MySpace. And then uh, I would see his blogs on there, not his actual first blog, but his blogs on MySpace. And I'm like, this guy's like a cocky dude. Like, what? Like, I've never heard of him. Uh, he's talking all this stuff about this artist sucks. This artist is garbage. And I'm like, like I've never seen seen you ever. Like, you're you're a great artist, but who are you? And then you know, a couple songs just pulled me in. I'm like. I think this I think this guy knows what he's talking about and he is exactly who he says he is. So Yeah. No, that's a that's a fact. Um now what about yourself? Would you like to let anything would you like to tell people about yourself? Anything about yourself? All right. Uh just uh me, myself, and I. Uh once again, my name is Mike D. Jackson. Um uh, I, I do a lot of things. Like I said earlier, I make music. Uh, Charles is one of the reasons, uh, not why I started making music, but I started sampling and making beats because I had no interest in that at all. Um, 
So he's definitely influenced me in that aspect. Uh, I like to do little skits and whatnot, little funny videos. Uh, I like to entertain people, make people laugh, make people think. Um, sometimes you'll see me on social media saying something funny. Sometimes it's thought provoking. Uh, oh, I recently just came off of a tour, the Triple S tour, the Super Summer Spectacle. Uh, that was a great event. So um, just all around, I'm I'm just someone that you know likes to just to vibe out and have a good time, you know. So, yeah, that's a good fact, man. Uh, me, I am a multitude of things. I've done a few of these podcasts. Um, Louis Vino, obviously, and I've also had the Two Tall Boys podcast. Um, that I've done also a writer. Um, dad, I'm a bunch of different things. I just I like to keep myself busy with a bunch of projects, and I'm super excited. To start this one because there are just so many so many tapes and so many things we could talk about with this one subject that we could do this for a while you know so many tapes uh i won't say too too little time but it's a, it's, it's a lot of tapes a lot of tapes yeah that's a, a fact that's a fact um and i hope i feel like for me uh is to one celebrate uh charles hampson because he has given us a lot over the years. Yes. Um, no matter how, no matter how things turned out, no matter how you may have viewed his career, he has given us a lot and he has influenced a lot of people. Um, but also, if you haven't heard of Charles Hampton's music or you've never heard Charles Hampton, I feel like this is a good place. I want this to be a place where you can be like, you know what, let me go check this guy out. Figure out some of the things you would listen to, kind of give you some disclaimers about some of the things you are going to hear. And then you can choose for yourself. I feel like that's one of the big things with like Charles Hamlin's music. It's like people will ask, like, well, where do you start? What do I listen to? And it's a difficult question to kind of answer. So I feel like this is gonna be a great place for people to be able to maybe find the answers they're looking for. Uh very much so, because believe it or not, I went back and I looked up the the pink lava lamp. And uh one of the things I saw was uh for the reissue. Uh, in 2018, because that was the 10 year anniversary, where I think technically now we're at the 15th, uh, 15, yeah. 14, 15. Yeah, so, wow, 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, the, the, you know, but for 2018, uh, there were so many people talking about, oh, um, I've never heard the pink lava lamp. And me and you were like, what do you mean you never heard the pink lava yeah. lamp? That's just like, if you've heard of Charles Hamilton, that kind of like it's synonymous. That's like saying, uh, you 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 heard of Dr. Dre, but you never heard of the Chronic. That's how I look yeah. at it. Like Fifty Cent and Get Rich or Die Trying. That's like that's like one of the first couple things. But at the same time, there were a lot of people that weren't there with us in 2008, 2009, 2010. A lot of people came up uh 2012, 2015 when he got resigned. Yeah. So yeah. um definitely a treat for us older fans and for brand new fans. Uh, anyone that's never heard of them at all, uh, upcoming fan, just. You'll, you'll definitely be surprised. Yeah. Uh. So, and today I feel like we decided, you know, let's just start with the bang. And you kind of alluded to it. We're starting with the pink lava lamp. Um, it's, like you said, probably the most iconic, synonymous uh, album when it comes to Charles Hamilton. Uh, so just some background notes. This came out in, I want to say, December 2008. I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what you're going to find out soon is that Mike, is probably the historian when it comes to Charles Hampton. Like, he knows a lot of backstory. He knows a lot of, like, some of the, the stuff that I forget, Mike will know. So that's that's definitely why he's my partner in crime when it comes to this. Um, right. So, yeah, Charles Hampton, 
Peak Lava Lamp came out in 2008. Um, I believe it was recorded at Charles's high school academy. Uh, FDA, the, the yeah. school that he spent most of the time at where uh, he was homeless, but that was basically his home. So yeah. if I remember, he said that uh, when school would let out, he basically just like stayed in there and then like just hit, hit in there. Then while the faculty left, uh, then he just kept doing what he was doing, making music, invite his boys over, invite girls over. And just, you know, that that was his life at the time. So I believe that was like, even though the Pink Live Land came out in 2008, most of his music was recorded in 2005, 2006. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things where like he kind of, the release kind of coincided with like the blog era, as we were talking about earlier. Um and what a perfect time for that, because when this released, it kind of opened people's eyes, especially some labels, um, to the the genius that is Charles Hampton. He had like a blend of like a bunch of different um guys that were that were superstars, but he had like a blend of a bunch of so like you would get the comparisons to Kanye, you would get the comparisons to Lupe Fiasco, you would get those comparisons. And he seemed to be in a, a a mix of all of them. And I feel like no project kind of shows that the most other than this Pink Lava Land. Um, so what was your initial thoughts on the Pink Lava Land when you first heard, if you can remember? Uh, yeah. So first time I ever heard it. Um, I want to say almost like with a lot of us have thought, uh, not trying to be biased because the first listen, the first ever listen, I was like, this is a classic. And yeah. I played it over and over and over. Had it on CD. Like you said, that's how we tell we're getting old. But yeah. um, had it had it burnt to a CD. Um, just kept listening to it. And I didn't want to like listen to anything else. And it's very rare for me to feel that way, especially during the blog era. It was, if anything, I would listen to something once or twice. Oh, that was cool. I like that. Yeah, probably wouldn't listen to it again. But with, with this album, this project, I just kept listening to it over and over. In, in love with it, I'm like, yeah, this, this, this is my guy. Like yeah. for a while, um, I, I didn't have a favorite rapper, and I'm like, man, I don't know who I want my favorite to be. But this is what solidified it for me. I'm like, this guy, I'm, I'm rocking with him. Win, lose, draw. This is, this is the guy for me, for real. So, yeah, no, I agree. I, I think because as we'll get on uh, as we we'll get on more with this podcast we'll we'll start talking about you know the hamiltonization process and that whole situation um, right so i came in weird so like i didn't get the fully and i didn't go to the week by week uh situation that everyone else probably went through so i kind of jumbled up so my first two again was Sonic Hamilton and Pink Lava just based off of how things kind of you know fell into my lap or whatever yeah. But I know during that summer, as I was, because I would do, you know, I, I stayed on campus to to train for basketball or whatever. So I would go back and forth home or whatever. So it's like, all right, I need something to play. So we used to have, first off, there were no, there were no USB ports like that to plug in your iPod or nothing like that. There were, you had to get those little, uh, those transmitters, the FM transmitters. Yeah. Oh, God. Plug into your <laughs> yeah, bro. It's going to plug into your iPod. Turn to the channel on the on the radio, and that's how you listen to your iPod in the car. So I would have that, and I the two jumps I played was Sonic the Hamilton and the Pink Lava, just up and down the road, like it was like a two hour drive. But I would just blast them jumps, bro. And when I heard the Pink Lava, I was like, bro, 
this is nuts. Because it, it, it was it was it was different sounding to me based because you know when you're in high school you think like pop is like you listen to Wayne you listen to you know Rick Ross all these different rappers that like they come on the radio but yeah. it sounds nothing like it but you also in your mind was like this could be on the radio you know what I mean and and that was what was cool it was like yo it was like I found something that no one else knew that's what it felt like when you when you found it you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it make that makes a lot of sense because, like you said, you had uh, Wayne, you had Ross, T Pain on every song, yep. Akon on almost every song, DJ Khaled yep. on every song. Yep. And don't get me wrong, uh, not only that, uh, there's a lot of Southern artists, Southern dances. Every song had a dance back then. Oh we, my we god! Talk, yeah, everyone talks about oh my god, these TikTokers and all these dances. We were the technically the original, you know, not TikTokers, but all the dances, Soldier Boy, like every song had a dance back then. And like yep. the, the snap music and hip hop was dead. So um when Charles and a couple other people along with him, they came out and it was that fresh sound. It was something new. Mm -hmm. Um, it was just people expressing themselves, kind of like you said with Kanye and Lupe. They expressed themselves and talked about what they thought, you know, what they mm -hmm. believed in. And you really didn't get that. You just heard uh, you know, snap your fingers and do this dance and do that. Yeah. So it, it was definitely something uh very new and exciting is it it an exciting time to be around music especially younger artists around our age because we're all around the same age too so yeah and i think just during our during the time that we found him i feel like that's like the most important time as far as developing your musical taste because like you're in college you know now you no longer have to be like clicky per se and right. you're like i like what i like and that's what it is and that i feel like that was a big step for us for me at least you know, this is my guy. I'm rolling, I'm rolling with him. I understand y'all like all these other guys. And that's cool. I like some of their stuff too, but this is my guy. Yeah, I agree. Totally agree. Um, Because av after Charles came out, um, I, I liked uh, Asher and maybe a few other people on the list. And yeah. after that, I really wasn't rocking with that many other people. It was just like, I'd like once again, I'd hear someone's song. Oh, it's a cool song. I like this. That's yeah. it. And just... Wouldn't really uh, return back to like whoever it was. I'm like, what, what's Charles coming out with? What's what's yeah. Asher coming out with? What, what's the new this? What's the new that? Other than that, I'm like, eh, everyone else, I'm good on. So yeah, that's a fact. Uh, let's get into some of the songs. Um, I mean, just opening up with music. I feel like I feel like it's like the perfect way for him to to open. First of all, out the album and just the song itself. The first lyrics you hear from Charles Hampton is America got a thing for this gangster shit. Well, I ain't got it. So a different shit is whack to you. Don't cop it. <laughs> so honest from the jump. Uh and also uh shout out to the 50 Cent reference, because you know 50 said that in uh his song for the uh Give Richard I Try and soundtrack for the movie. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um and it was kind of a similar thing where Everyone was loving the gangster stuff. Everyone's loving, you know, the certain swag and style. And Charles has never been that type of person. He's letting you know from the jump, uh, this is what you're into. I don't have that. Skip right. to the next person. That's not that's not what what this is what I'm here for. Like if you want to hear uh real artistry, real music, uh compelling stories, mm -hmm. I, I'm I'm the one that that's gonna tell you that. Other than that, you you might want to go to somebody else. So yeah. I just I the thing, again, the thing we like about him most is that he's very honest. And when it comes to intros, there have been a lot of great intro songs on a lot of these tapes, but I feel like this one is the most him because 
in the song again, he's saying like, music is the thing I love. I bleed music. This is what I do. Like, if I don't have this, then I'm not really me, right? And I feel right. like that kind of sets the tone for the entire album. Uh, it does. I agree. Because um, I think, like you said, the most perfect intro, I think, out of all of his, and I know I'm going to be skipping some, but I'm, I'm going to say it's top one. Out of all of his projects and whatnot, the most memorable, like I said, music is the only love. And a lot of people say that, oh, without music, I, I, I can't live or I can't. Yeah. Most people don't understand. Most people don't understand that literally that's all he was doing. Like he will wake up, make beats, make music, and that's it. Like, like you know, the rest of us, oh, I'm gonna go outside, hang with some friends, I'm gonna go play some sports, play some video games. Yeah, but no, he he literally just made music and that's it. Like, if, if you don't see him making music, uh, there's probably a problem. There might be actual problem going on. So, like, legit, I believed him when he actually said it. There's something different about it, how how he convinced me. So yeah, that's a fact. Um as you're looking at this track list, what uh, what song kind of jumps out at you um, when it comes to the album? It's a seventy, it's a seventy minute album. Uh, I yeah, know yeah. nowadays that's kind of like whoa, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> like the shortest song on here is "Live Life, Life to the Fullest," three minutes yeah. and thirty seconds, and that's still kind of a lengthy song in today's era. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I don't mind the length of the album. It's one of those things where I'm like, okay, cool. Um, because everything hits and he'd like to like the beats at the end to kind of let people do whatever they gonna do. So yeah, exactly. tell me tell me what jumps off at you. Um if you're if I'm just looking at like just names wise, um I would say one of the biggest ones probably satellite because with satellite there's a an apo well, not apostrophe but you know one of the T's you know mm -hmm. are in parentheses so I'm just like well, what's what's that about but you know uh, there were some people just you know if they want to just stylize their their you know their titles a little bit differently just make it pop out a little bit more yeah. um, live life to the fullest that's just something that kind of pops pops out to me a little bit just because you know everyone wants to do that brighter days just like the more of the you know the the positive sounding names they 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 popped out to me and then also i'll probably say uh the last one the outro uh right in the sky yeah. yeah that that one so uh just just by names it's just a thing where i'm just like oh you know these ones sound like the the, the most interesting now what ended up popping out to me listening wise ended mm -hmm. up being different but you know um i, I will say this just just 70 minutes it is long by today's standards, but I think it's perfect because I listened to it earlier today and I was just going around just doing random stuff. And I'm yeah. just like, this album is 70 minutes, but it didn't feel like I did 70 minutes worth of stuff in a good way. Yeah. Like, oh, it's I'm already at the end. I'm like, man, just what was I doing? You know, what yeah. I was like, so it, it, it goes by and it goes by well. It's not a thing where you're dragging on. Like, I feel like all the songs sequence into each other. Um, there's not really, like, anything personally for me that I would skip. Some other people would say differently, but I think if you really like uh, Charles Hamilton, you're a real big fan of him, uh, you wouldn't really skip anything. You would listen front to back. You wouldn't put it on... Yeah. Uh, you wouldn't put it in, in like, you know, oh, I'm going to just go from this song to this song. No, you're going front to back. That's it. There's no really other way to listen to it, so... Yeah, I feel like this album is one of the ones where you kind of have to go front to back. It's not it's not one that you can because we will run into somewhere. It's like, okay, I could probably do without this one. Right. I could probably, you know, I probably 
can. All right, let me pick through this song, this song, this song, and then I'm cool. I'll go to the next Charles Sands album. But like, I feel like this one, it's it's kind of very storybookish. Um, uh, I'm thinking. Let me ask you this: If you had to pick a song from this album in 2008, no. Yeah, we'll do that. In 2008, if this song came out in stores, or this album came out in stores, which of these songs would you have picked as the lead single? And then I'll ask you the same question, but if, if it was recreated in 2023. All right. Um, if I had to pick in 2008, because mm, I'm trying to not let my bias show, because in 2008, oh. I know what my answer would have been in 2008, but it, that was me more being biased. If I'm being honest, like actual, like go with the single, not the song I like the most, go with the yeah. single. Um. I would probably say she's so high. Make the transition, step out of life and make the transition. She's so high, she reached the sky. Look into her eyes, she's so high. Mm-hmm. I feel I feel like with that song, um, of course people are gonna be like, oh, isn't he a rapper? You know, it's more of a, mm-hmm. you know, uh, not R and B, but more of a, a pop sounding song. But you know. Charles can show he's shown his uh variety through this project and other ones where he can do he can do it all. He can rap, you know, he he's not really a singer, but he can carry a tune well enough yep. to, you know, for it to go along with it. Uh I think overall that'd be the most popular song that would garner the most amount of people, whether you like rap, you don't like rap. Um, yeah. and you know, a lot of times that's how um it works out for the best. Where don't pick the the most uh the most this sounding song or that sounding song. You pick the one that's going to garner the most attention. That's going to you know bring everyone closer together, and then mm-hmm. they can listen to oh they can listen to this uh this rap song. They can listen to this uh alternative song. You know, exactly. Two thousand eight. Uh, she's so high. I would go with that one. Okay. So I'll I'll do my 2008 one and then we can go to 2023. So I think okay. 2008 loser should have been the one. I once was the loser, now I'm older, still the same loser. That's why I look so different to you. You see the past, I see the future. Because I feel like that was just it was. As much as I know, he doesn't like build around like singles or build around labels and specific stuff. That one's. Yeah is the one that's already pre-made that sounds like boom. Verse, hook, verse, hook, verse, hook, boom. We got it. You know what I'm saying? That sound goes ready to be like, all right, let's just put this out here and we can push that for how, uh, however we want. I love the song. It's a great message to me. Never change who I am. This is who I am. Take me or leave me. That, that's the message I always got from that. Um, and the beat's hard, of course, but we all know that, obviously. Yeah. Um, but if we're talking 2023, all right. I'm taking your answer from the first one. And I'm thinking she's <laughs> the eyes is the perfect time to this would be the perfect song to drop in 2023. Cause I think about even even back then, I would say she's so hot is a perfect single. But I'm thinking yeah. today and how people really don't want to like people's singles are they're very poppy-ish. Like some of the biggest records are very poppy-ish. And I'm not saying that She's a High is a pop record. But I'll say this. 
if if for example, if little Uzi Vert remade this song in the in the way that they did, like the uh, remember that what's that song he has? It's like it's called Twenty Four Hours, and they did the slow verb on it. Yeah, yeah. If they did the same, if he did the same thing with this, oh, that Jay would they would throw it. You know what I'm saying? It's the exact type of vibes. He would be able to drop that today. Oh, bro, that'd be crazy. Right up the charts. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And that, that's the craziest thing where it, it's a Charles song, but if someone else did it like like a Uzi or someone else that's more popular, uh, it would be like, oh man, billion streams, you know, this, yep. this, and this might get a you know, these many awards, and it's just yep. like wow, it just but that shows you how great of an artist Charles is because even if you felt like, oh, someone else could have did the song better, it doesn't matter. It's the lyrics, it's the emotion, it's what he put exactly. into it. Sometimes, yep. even if someone else did the song, it might not come out that well. Like, they might have sung the song on key or whatever, but guess what? It's the emotion. Like, sometimes you have to live through something uh, and it yep. has to, like, resonate through you and with everyone else. Like, I could have heard someone else do it, and I'm like, it's a good song. But you know, there's there's something missing. And it's that uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so for me, and, and I hate the sound sound like this because it's gonna sound like I'm just taking what you're saying, but honestly, in 2023, I would have probably said loser. And this yeah. is why I would have said loser would be the song to go with because when I first heard loser, I liked it. It was a good song. I'm like, oh, this is, this is a good song, you know. Like you said, great message. Yeah. Um throughout the years, the 10 and 15 years of this anniversary of this project, um, you you can't, everyone talks about Brooklyn Girls being, oh, that's Charles's, I know, I think that's Loser. I think if, if you had to pick one song, one song out of his whole catalog that um, explained who he was, Loser would be it. And that's one of them songs where he can't not perform it. Uh, when in 2015, when I went to uh, SOBs, when he was signed again, he performed uh six songs of course he performed uh brooklyn girls but loser was the one where i'm like i get it because before it's not that i didn't get it before but yeah. now i'm just like because charles you know as as hard-headed and stubborn he as he is like he says he's never going to change he's always going to be himself uh and that's technically what got him to where he is you know good bad and different just um, he's still gonna stay the same, and that's that's why I appreciate him so much. Because I'm like, you know what? Because uh, I'm the same way too. I'm hard headed in, in my own aspect, and I'm like, look, uh, if I changed, then who would I be? I wouldn't be myself. If Charles would have changed his sound, he would have changed uh, for the masses. He wouldn't have been Charles Hampton. He would have been somebody else, and we wouldn't have maybe gotten these type of projects or even this album itself if he changed. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, twenty twenty three. I would have. I would have said loser. That that should have been the song to go with. So, okay. Um. So I guess we will talk about what would you say is the and now we're not saying it's a bad song necessarily. What would you say is probably the weakest song on the album if you had to pick one? Easy. So um, and not because it's the shortest song, but live life to the fullest. Uh. Okay. Now, me personally, I don't think there's any skips on this project. Uh. Okay. There's only. I think if anything, if I was not to necessarily take it off, but like I could do without it sometimes. Like when I listen to the project, there's sometimes I'm like, I don't listen to it. But most of the times I listen to every song. But that song, and no disrespect to Young Nate, because he's featured on the song. Shout out to Young yeah. Nate. Um, but it's just I love the sample. Uh it's uh 
Heartbreak Hotel by the Jacksons. Mm -hmm. Um, sample was great. Uh, Charles and Nate rapping on it was great. But for me, not that the it doesn't fit on there. I'm just like, ah, eh, just it's just with me. I just it just didn't resonate with me with me that much. I'm just like, it's a it's a good song. Like that's that's the only thing I say. It's a good song. Every other song I listen to, I could tell you, oh man, it makes me feel like this. It makes me feel like that. And I love it because of this. The lyrics, uh, live life to the fullest. I'm more just like, it's a good song. One thing I will say, um, personal pet for you, Peeve. So, um. On the uh, chorus, uh, they say, um, live life to the fullest, because tomorrow you can bite the bullet, you never know. Nate makes a mistake, and he says, tomorrow you can fight the bullet, you never know. And it's just like, a, oh, I know you messed up, and they probably just didn't want to re-record it. But, so, uh, I would, so I always thought he said, we could fight for bullets. And that's, that was their contrast, because Nate is more of the street dude versus Charles is the, you know what I'm saying? I always thought that was like a purposeful thing. Okay, maybe it is, but still, I, I, I personally, I'm like, ah, no, nah, he, he should just said it the, the same way, you know. Either yeah, they I both say it the same way, or, or don't, you know, because it's just yeah. That. But you, you, you have a good point on that. But uh, like I said, just overall, I don't hate the song. I don't hate any song. I feel like that one's just, for me, I'm good song. That, that's yeah. just how I feel about it. So okay, um, okay, I, that's I like that song. It's a pretty good song. It's kind of like a pick me up right after Satellite, which is a really, really good record. Um. But for me, it's actually the one before Satellite, and that's the cookout. Oh, uh, my God. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. man. Yeah. Over the years, I'm like, you know what? I like Before, I'd be like, Oof, this is, this is, because, like, it's like smack dab in the middle. Like, literally, it's like smack dab in the middle. And I, I always notice it. I'm like, ooh, what a weird transition from, like, brighter days to the cookout yeah. to Satellite. That, that transition always becomes, like, Ooh, brighter days, really good record. Like, ooh, the cookout. This is cool. It's different. It's different. And then you go to satellite. Like, all right, we back. We back. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, it's it's not it's not a bad record. It's not a bad record. And even at, as, as time has gone on, I've grown. I've gained more appreciation for the record. Right. Um, but if they were like, you have you have to remove one gun to your head or whatever, that would probably be the one for me personally. But Again, we, we can't move it from the album because it, it does flow in the in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, no, trust me, I get it. I get it. My my whole thing is this. Uh, now I don't know if you were in the uh, I can't remember if this is the Star uh, the Star Chaser group or the Bunker, but there was a um like a March Madness bracket for the Pink Lava Lamp. Uh, do you remember seeing this on either Twitter for the actual, or for the album itself? Yeah, for the album itself, where basically oh, it was like, okay. So, uh, fun fact for any of you that weren't there, um, there was basically like a March Madness bracket that someone put together uh, of every song from the Pink Lava Lamp, and basically people were like, okay, uh, what would be you know the the number one song? And I'll be honest, I can't remember how it ended, but the Cookout definitely got knocked out first, and I was one of the people saying, no, what are y'all talking about? And I was I was so upset because I was like, are you serious? Like, why why does because there's it's not just you. There's a good amount of people that say, you know, that's one of the weaker songs on the project. Yeah. And I'm like the um, the top defender of it. And not only that, uh, you you won't be able to find this anymore because uh, Charles is like the king of deleting like old tweets. Yeah. So he had a uh, on Twitter. He had a uh, ask me anything uh, situation going on. And yeah. I had to ask him because I remember in the actual group where they did the little um, 
the little bracket for the pink lava lamp uh yeah. he actually said in there because charles was in the group he said i hate that song he's like i hate the cookout and i'm like what charles himself said he hated the cookout and i was like are you serious and he never answered my question until later on when we did the um ask me anything yeah. so i said do you so you can find my replies you won't be able to find his but i said do you really hate the cookout uh, i was like that's one. i was like because i really love that song he says it's not necessarily that he hates the song it's because of what he was dealing with so when he recorded the song um he was on like heavy drugs and so part of me is just like ah i could see that because if i feel like if you listen to the song you don't get heroin or heavy drugs vibes i feel like you just get the it's a summertime you know outside yeah. having a good day type of vibes that's that's what i get from it but um i i, I completely understand why uh people say the cookout and what you say in the cookout because it's you're not the only one. I've seen that multiple times. Yeah. Multiple times. Um, I mean, since we're on the kind of the topic, um, one of these songs could have been the end of Charles Hampton from the jump anyway. Uh, yeah. Talking about shining. Uh, yes. For those for those who don't know, and you probably have more of the backstory, again, more of the full details about it, but I just want to give a general thing. Shining is uh, the 13th track on the record, on the album, and admittedly from Charles himself, it was designed to be his suicide letter. Um, he was going to make the song, he was going to let people, you know, leave it there, and then he was just going to go unalive himself. Um, also, if you are dealing with mental struggles, be sure to get help. Um, never feel like you're alone. You can always ask for help, and there's always somebody that's looking out for you and, and, and wants you around. Um, but I find myself simultaneously loving that record and also feeling bad for liking the record because of what it was supposed to be. How have you felt about it over the years? Um, so first time hearing the song, enjoyed the song. I'm like, oh, really good song. I like the song. Um, before I knew that's what the song was about and, you know, how he explained it on his uh, original blog that he was just going to let it play there and then basically, I guess, who was ever, whoever was going to find him was just going to find him mm-hmm. in the room unalived and then um, you're just going to hear that. that. That's very uh, haunting, I'll yeah. say. But uh, for me, I don't feel necessarily bad for liking the song. Mm. Uh, there was an interview, I think, after, um, you know, the, like I said, the 10-year anniversary, you know, when he released everything again, um, where he kind of talked about it, where it's like, he basically was like, you know what, that's how he felt then. Now he has a little bit more of appreciation for it because, like, things didn't turn out the way that he originally planned it to be you know he's still alive and kicking the day still making music so yeah. it's just one of those things where um it's a time capsule yeah he might have felt that way at the time and sometimes we can't really dwell on that because that's where he was then and like i said that was like 2006 we're in 2023 now so i feel like it's okay to like the song now if you don't want to like it or if you have your reservations about it i feel like that's perfectly fine too yeah but um when when I heard the song, like, because it's, it's funny because when you listen to the song, he doesn't have any message really in that song saying, hey, I want to da-da-da, I want to yeah. blah-da-blah. It's just, he says that he's still shining. Can't you see I'm a diamond? You know, yeah. uh, he talks about, you know, 
with everything he's been through, it's like, hey, everything I've been through, it made me who I am, and mm -hmm. I'm still here, and I'm still standing. It's like one of those type of songs. So you're like, oh, yeah, you know what? Me yeah. too. You you wouldn't get that type of uh, sentiment from that. If if, you, if he didn't, if he never explained that, I don't think any of us would have known that, to be honest. Yeah. But I still like the song uh, regardless. Uh, I've never uh, shied away from it. It's definitely a song I still play. If anything, I look at it more of a, as a reminder because um, as an artist myself, um, I've had songs where they, they've been like that. And I've actually, you know, had a song where I uh, wrote that's like, oh, I'm going to blah, blah, blah. And I end up doing it in the song, but I'm still here. Did I really yeah. feel like that? Did I really feel like that? No, but I've, I've, I've flirted with the idea of like, hey, what if I wasn't here? Mm. But I've never ha actually had the feeling of, let me put this into plan and motion and action. Right. But like you said, uh, with people that have those thoughts and ideas, it's it's okay to get help. It's okay to talk to people about your feelings. And as we know, Charles, that's a lot of times how he talks to us through mm -hmm. the music. He might yep. not be able to tell you, he might not be able to just sit down how we're sitting down right now and talking about it. He's mm -hmm. going to write a song about it and he wants you to listen to it. And then that's how, that how we talk about it. So uh, yeah. for me, I, I still love the song. Still love it no matter what. Still love it. Absolutely, man. Uh, now let's kind of uh, wind down, I guess, a little. And let's talk about, actually, no, I have one more question. So, again, we talk about how this probably should have been out in stores. You should, I should have been able to go to a store, grab it, buy like 20 of these, and then just distribute them all around campus. Um, yeah. But there was a snag, and one of the snags was... Charles did have a track called Brooklyn Girls. I believe yep. I believe the story is accurate. Let me know if I'm wrong. Um, Brooklyn Girls was hot. I remember being on, I remember just sitting in my room and on 106 in Park, the song came on. I was like, wait, whoa. I was like, oh, he's fucking yeah. got it. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? They, they, this is like the biggest show at the time for like music wise. Um, and Interscope wanted to put Brooklyn Girls on the Paint Lava. And Charles being the artist and the, the creative genius that he is, he was very firm in being like, no, it, it doesn't belong on there. It's not supposed to be on there whatsoever. Um, I'll ask you, one, do you think it should have been on there? And or two, couldn't he have just did what he basically did with writing the sky and call it a bonus track. Or would that have thrown off the sequence into you? All right. Uh, so I was expecting us to talk about this question. Um, can we do a 2008 answer and a 2023 answer? I'm with that. That's fine. Okay. So uh, I I'm going to just do them front to back. 2008 answer, yep. then 2023 answer. So in 2008, that was the story. He wrote that on his blog saying, hey, um, they wanted that on there so we could put it in the stores, but I didn't feel like it would fit on there. And then they said about it being a bonus track and he just still was like, no. Uh, now, part of me in 2008, I was like, eh, I get that. But overall, I think I back then I was like, no, nah, I think he should have just, you know, put it out there like that and just called it a wash because people would have understood like, hey, uh, Brooklyn Girls 
because I don't think at that time Brooklyn girls could have went on anything else. It could have it couldn't have gone on, uh, let's say the next album that would have came out that unfortunately got shelved. But right. um, they needed to put it out right then and there. So I think overall in 2008, I was like, you know what, he should have just you know just went with it, and everyone would have understood. Like, hey, just put it as a bonus track at the end, just just for that. And but that's the only way I could see it at the end. You can't put it in the beginning. Definitely can't go anywhere in the middle. It nope. had to go right at the end, and yep. you know. If people wanted to listen to it, they listened to it. Um, so 2008, I was more leaning towards, yeah, should have put it on the album. Um, 2023, I'm glad he didn't. Mm. I, I'm, I'm glad he didn't because, uh, like we talked about before, in 2018, he was actually able to uh, put the album out. Unfortunately, not in stores, but mm. uh, he was able to uh, put it out, you know, and you could buy it online. You could buy a CD. You could yep. buy a vinyl. Uh, actually, uh, I think I still have mine. Let me uh, check. I think I still have it. Yes, sir. I actually have two of these. Yes, sir. Yeah. I actually have two of them. Yeah, I bought like four of them, jobs, bro. The, the, the crazy thing is, I only bought one, and somehow I ended up getting two. Like, they nice. sent me two. But I'm like, you know what? That's fine. Because originally, I was going to use this one to be like, oh, you know what? I'm going to listen to it how I used to put it, put it in my CD player, even though I don't use them anymore. Right. Put it in the CD player. And the other one's going to stay unwrapped. Both of these are still unwrapped. I still haven't unwrapped either of them, but, yeah. um, but I'm, I'm glad that he uh, stuck to his vision because mm-hmm. like I said, if the song doesn't fit on the album and that's what he really wanted. Like if you are a true artist, nothing can really like, derail you from your actual vision like if if you see a certain project or a certain piece a certain way you have to stick to that vision because otherwise you're going to compromise what you thought was um something great and then mm-hmm. you might not it, it, it might ruin it for you completely so I'm, I'm glad that he didn't do it and i'm glad that uh the pink live lamp stayed as is nothing was added to it and um like i said just um I don't think uh, Brooklyn Girls could have could have went on anything else, like literally anything else. It just just should have been a single. One last thing I will say, uh, I don't think adding Brooklyn Girls, even if he did do it, adding Brooklyn Girls, uh, I don't think it would have changed his career. I don't think he would have been uh, any bigger or any smaller than he would have been. Like, yeah, he could have had an album that came out sooner, but mm-hmm. I think, uh, like I said, how Charles is. He, he's very determined in how he wants things done. So mm-hmm. if regardless if you want to call this a snag in the road or not, there would have been a snag somewhere else because then they would have said, you know what? Uh, since we added Brooklyn Girls to this, let's add this other song to uh, this other project. And then yeah. eventually... You have to tell you have to tell people no, like no, this is not how I wanted it. I don't want I don't want this uh this artist on this on this song of mine. I don't want this on that. Like no, so I'm glad that he he went with it. So 2008, yes, 2023, no, and I'm I'm proud of him. So, yeah. well, I think I think I'm kind of similar to you in the sense that in 08, as you're listening to it, you're like, well, you know, people do the bonus track thing all the time because you. You go and you. I used to pick up albums like, oh, this is a bonus track. Like, oh, okay, so it's just it doesn't fit within the album. It's just here's an extra song. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. I'm like, oh, you could have did that. Um, but again, like like we're saying, like it can't. It it has to be at, at the tail end. It can't come before right in the sky. It has to come after it. It cannot go anywhere else. <laughs> you know, it has to go at the back. So 
would I have as an as, as someone who has write books and does is very artistic and very specific about how he, how he does things, I understand. It's like I, I'm not gonna add this just because everyone, you know, it's popular and it's what the masses would like to listen to. So I get that portion of it. Now in 2023, I am like you, I'm still happy that it didn't it didn't it wasn't on the out however i think if i'm thinking of it through today's lens streaming wise broken girls probably would have went crazy yeah and then if that had been on there i feel like that would like have helped numbers per se. You know how people play the streaming games like, oh, I dropped this big single. And then, oh, magically the single is on my album. Oh, magically my album is gold at day one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that business perspective, I could see it a little different. Like, oh yeah, I would do this for that reason and that reason only. But artistically, it's always a no for me. Because what we have is perfect. Yeah, um, a good point you made because um, let's say for example, what the uh, what the label could have done, the let's say this is the regular version of the Pink Lava Lamp, mm-hmm. say as is, mm-hmm. then what they could have done, uh, the uh, exclusive version of the Pink Lava Lamp, same album, but yep. just Brooklyn Girls on it, and it, it's crazy because um, I think it was Don Tolliver, yeah, he he his last album that just came out, um, when I first listened to it. I was listening to the exclusive version, and then one day I looked it up, and I didn't know I was listening to uh, the exclusive version. Cause I clicked on the regular version. Yeah. I'm like, weren't there like five or six other songs on here? Where did yeah. it go? And then they they're like, oh no, it's the exclusive version. I'm like, how is it an exclusive version? Because <laughs> you know nowadays when you come out with an album, they're, they're it's coming out on streaming. They come out the yeah. same day. Before yeah. it was, hey, uh, this album's coming out in stores. It's coming out this time, and then maybe two months later, that's when we, you know, put the exclusive version out with the extra bonus yeah. uh, unreleased cuts. This both versions came out the same day, same yeah. exact day. I'm like, then what's the point of the original one? What's the point of the original one if you're coming out with just less songs? Like, unless someone, unless someone's crazy, like you know what? I don't like any of those extra songs. Just give me the regular version. That just doesn't make sense to me. But. It's streaming wise, that does make a lot of sense. I would understand that if they did that. That is a good point. If they did that in 2023, I, I'd accept that. I'd be like, you know what? That's fine. I'll just, I just won't listen to that version. So, yeah, it's, it, yeah, it would be that simple. It's like, eh, I get what you're doing for money, but like artistically, let's just go and shave that off. Yeah. Um, okay. So, I'm trying to figure out how we want to rate things here. Um, cause I do like, I want to be able to rate stuff properly. Uh, for our for our show, uh, uh, let me ask you this question while I kind of formulate this in my head. But now we had talked about our original thoughts back in two thousand eight. What are your thoughts here in twenty twenty three? Listen to the Pink Lava. Uh, so like I said, I listened to it earlier today. Um, pretty much how the album starts off starts off out the gate on fire. And then, uh, for the most part, still keeps it going. Like I said, for me personally, there's only one song where I'm like, it's just a good song. Like I said, there's no bad songs on there, but like just a good song. And then everything else, uh, I rate as really, uh, really great or good or 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 even perfect. Um, overall, me listening to it, 
still enjoy listening to it. Uh, I'll always go back to it. And I won't even say as a biased thing. I feel like anyone that that really likes music, if you if you really like uh, even like I said rap, uh, you want to hear something like that's really from the heart and truthful. Uh, you will enjoy this project. You'll enjoy the album. Um, if I had to rate it, I know you said like we're not sure if we're doing. I I'd say this. Um, I'm cool with if we do go by like uh, something out of ten. But you know, if we or or actually, yeah, I'd rather us do like something like that if you're cool with it. But so um, the way I the way I wanted to do it was kind of do it like uh kind of similar to that, but it's like it's like specific phrases. So like if it's if it's something like we're like we're absolutely sharing it, like this is the top notch, one of the best things. I was gonna be like, you know, uh, every star chaser needs to hear this. If it's one where it's like, you know, maybe you can skip this. one. it's like, I'll let another star chaser find this. So I have to figure out what that is. But for today, let's okay. do out of ten, and I'll figure it out. Okay. Episode. Okay, your idea is kind of like the source. You know how they the, the like five mics and all that, and like the five meant this, like absolute classic. Four is like, oh, you're really excellent, whatever. Okay, um, I got you. I will say every star, every every single every single yep. star chaser needs to hear this. Uh, yep. there's no excuses. There are no excuses. You need to listen to it. If you haven't, you need to you need to listen to it now. Yep. Um, I I I want to give it. I want to. It's not perfect, like I said. It's not not the the, the perfect, but it's, it's damn near close to it. I would give it a, a nine, definitely a nine. I'm gonna give it a nine. So, yeah. If we don't do like hats and stuff like that, I'm probably in the same situation. Uh, and we could change it at any point, just to kind of we can have like a leaderboard, chart board. We'll figure what we're gonna do. But yeah, okay. I would say nine out of ten too, just because. Again, when they did the re when he did the re release. I was like, this is a no-brainer. I'm I'm getting this. Like this is this is like in my top five albums ever. For me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause it, it's perfect. It's it's masterful rapping. It's, it's very good. Again, I'll say it again. I think Charles is one of the best like love record rappers. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He's like really good with that. And that'll be an episode we'll do one day, just going through some of those. Um but this is this is like masterful rapping, great, great records, great sonically sounds amazing and could work today easily. His sampling is as is out of control as always. And I just I writing in the skies again, a perfect way to end the record and a perfect way to win the album because it's like my goal is to have my name in the stars. I I am the star chaser i'm gonna have my name up there you gotta see your name in the sky and so yes, it's just it's just a beautiful album from front to back like you said and again everyone if you if you don't listen to any other charles hamilton album or project or tape or song i feel like this is the one you kind of have to just to kind of get at least get the intro to it and I think that I think that's I think that's why we kind of wanted to start off with this one. That way, if for some reason y'all fall off and don't listen to another episode, of this we will trick you into listening to the Pink Lava Lamp because you really need to listen to the Pink Lava Lamp. It's really that. It, 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 it's a must. It, it's it's no said. It, you just have to. Like it, it's just you. You'll be doing yourself a disservice 
by not listening to it. Like he Charles has a lot of other great, amazing projects, but this is one of the ones that if you are a star chaser, like I said, you just gotta listen to it. I, I can't I can't uh, stress it enough and I don't know what else to say. It's just you gotta listen to it. You just have to listen to it. Um oh well very silly. We did not explain what a star chaser was. Star Chaser is the Charles Hamilton group, by the way. We should have did this way <laughs> earlier. We're terrible. Uh but Star Chasers, that's that's what what Charles uh has granted the name of his of his fan base. We are Star Chasers. And that's why we are Star Chasers Central. I mean, we are the place to find um everything Charles Hamilton. So I wanted to sign off. So let's go ahead and give people the your socials. So they can find us. And are we going to do an account for this? I feel like, all right, before we even get through this, I feel like all social stuff is going to be here. I'm not doing it. Not You're better at that than me. Um, we'll I'll, 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 say, I'll say this. Um, we, 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 we could do one, but you know, it's one of the things where like, uh, I, I, cause my thing is this, I think we, if we, if we make one, we'll, we'll see how it goes. You know, I definitely want, I definitely think we, we should make one, but you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But, we'll um, it's, yeah, and, and until then, like I said, they can still reach us at our, you know, socials. So uh, for me on, and I'm not calling it X, I will never call it X, on my actual phone, it still says Twitter, and mm-hmm. I'm going to knock on wood because I might just uh, jinx myself because yeah. now watch my watch my shit say something else now. But uh, on my Twitter, my name is Mike D. Jackson, Mike D-E-E Jackson. On Instagram, it's the Mike Jackson, T-H-E Mike Jackson. That's where you can find me at. Hit me up. You know, you want to talk about uh, Charles, anything, Star Chaser related content, you know, let us know. Anything else, it's it's all cool. It's all good. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at stickaround54. That's S-T-I-K around 54. And on Twitter, X or whatever it's called. Uh, I'm at Dante Diable. That's Dante D A N T E underscore D I A B L E five four. Um, be sure to share this podcast with any star chasers you know. Be sure to share with any music lovers you know. Uh, we're gonna be doing this a lot often. We're gonna be trying to. I don't know what our schedule is gonna be as far as like releasing stuff. Um, but we'll figure that out. But more importantly, let us know what you want us to. Uh, cover what episode, what albums you want to cover, what songs, what Charles Hamilton the topics. We want to talk about everything Charles Hamilton, basically. And um, I feel like we'll have some guests. We have the OG Star Chaser group uh, that we can bring somebody in every now and again to chat with us to have a little, you know, little banter about. You know, I know they some of them got some of their favorites. Um, oh yeah, but um, yeah, man, I don't know what the sign off is going to be. What would Charles Hampton say? Uh, he would say a lot of things. <laughs> he would say um, a lot of things. He would, he would say a lot of things. Um, I, I know, uh, what was it? Some of his uh, tags he's had, you know, originally he had the beep, you know, on his yeah. on his actual, he had the beep. Uh, then it was uh, back outside. There's Hamilton launching. Yeah, there's that too. Um, you know, um, oh, you know what? Here's just a really simple one. Uh, you know, it, this is me and Stick. Signing out for the char- Star Chaser Central, where we chase the stars and we want you to go far. Something like that, you know? Okay. Chase, yeah. chase the stars, make sure you go far. Some, something simple, you know? We're going to figure that out and you're going to work on it because you, you got that on lock already. All right. Peace <laughs> out. Bye. All right.